Yeah. And we back. Well, this time we back, but y'all can see us this time. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We quarantined down right now. It's your boy, Dre, a.k.a. Mr. Pulling Up From 40 with your shorty, a.k.a. Mr. COVID-19. Actually, you know, I don't think I want that nickname. Yeah, that was Jay Gill. Yeah, you know what? That's Jay Gill. Now nah, he's patient zero. But nonetheless, we back for another episode of Three and a Possible. It's your boy, Dre. Your kid, oh, oh, you build from okay. the southernmost tip. <laughs> Ernie's tip. Uh, it's your boy, hey, Rob. I can't even. This is this is why I can't let black people have technology you know, at all. You from South Central? <laughs> boy, a Rob from the South Side. Back in the thing, holding it down. Quarantine. Got a full beard going. You see me. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Turn your head again. Where's the fool? Because, I mean, me and Jay Gill got, got fool. Y'all niggas got weaves. All we see is the naps in the top of your head looking like a spider. It's having a bunch of meetings and shit. Remove that background so we can see yours. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking that gang. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are we here today to talk about, y'all? We're here to talk about COVID-19, man. How y'all feeling today? Well, better. Healthy. Better. Yeah. So, so before y'all even jump into it, they tried to say that <laughs> I got them sick. I, I I don't know that that's true. I had a little cold. I might have coughed once or twice. But, you know. We're going to play this I, game? We're going to play this game. Did, did you Brother, we literally test? have video evidence test. of I was you just looking for it. coughing <laughs> and sneezing. <laughs> you have a positive test, though. Don't worry about all that. I got the video evidence of you coughing no, and sneezing on us. No, no, don't worry, Rob. We're, we're going to cue this up in post-editing. We'll put that video up in this clip so y'all can see that this. That was man. last year. That wasn't even. Nah, brother. I know it's been a while since we got together, but in the quarantine, making things seem out of context. But that was just two months ago, brother. <laughs> Literally uh, almost to the day. Well, I'll start with my uh, battle with COVID-19, which I'm not sure is the case because uh, we can, can't get tested. Uh, still can't. Uh, right now, you can if you got symptoms. Uh, I, I got sick. I think the first day I just had a little cough, a little sneeze, and um, I was feeling okay. So. I didn't think it was nothing. I think this was early March. Yep, yep, early March, like 5th, 4th. Uh, uh, over the A-Rod. I got was recording. They was coughing and stuff. Then the next couple of days, I had a fever for like three or four straight days. I was constantly on pills to keep it, uh, keep it under control. Man, there was a day in there I thought I was gone. Uh, I had a bad headache. I couldn't really get out to bed. Didn't want to get out to bed. Uh, I was hurting all over. Had random aches, chills, uh, fever, headache. When I coughed, my head hurt like ridiculous. Um, off balance. Uh, breaking out in sweats. You know how that go. Every time you break your fever, you just, you know. Ugh, it's just gross, man. I don't think I showered the whole time. Hold on, that last please. 
What, what was y'all experience with your with y'all uh, sickness? Nigga, how long did that last? Oh, uh, I was sick for over seven days to where I, where I couldn't go to work. I had a cough for like a month. Um, I still cough when I laugh, uh, laugh hard enough, or if I'm out in the cold, I still cough here and there. I, I, I feel like I've been sneezing a lot, but I think it's just dusty as hell at work, so it is what it is. You got allergies? Like no. I get that sick though. Hmm. A- AT&T dusty. <laughs> Not as dusty as Sprint T-Mobile. True. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even argue that. He was just like, mm, "That's true." But, well, you know, nah, uh, it'd be dusty sometimes over there. <laughs> you know, you're in the building, and they don't. You know, the little cleaners come through, and you know, they do their little half-ass clean, and they move on. Kind of like your uh, nice trans uh, transition right here for you, Rob. Uh, kind of like your half-ass protection against your for your boys coming over there while you're sick, recording a podcast, just straight affecting us with what you had. So I'll let A. Rob go ahead and describe some of his symptoms. Seem like he's a little worse than me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I got sick too, and it was because of Justin. Uh, he came over, so I was traveling. Um, I traveled. I went to uh, Mexico in February. That's when you got sick. Late February, yeah. I was good. Late February, I went to Charlotte. Came back. I think that was like March second that I came back from Charlotte. You went to Wuhan. <laughs> I didn't know Wuhan. Uh, <laughs> but so then they came over to record a podcast on on the third. Justin don't tell me until he's at my house that he is sick and wants me to put on some tea for him. So. <laughs> He's like, yo, can I get some tea? I've been coughing. At this time, <laughs> at this time, we didn't know enough. You can put that down. We ain't sponsored. <laughs> yo, I asked y'all to put on, I asked you to put on tea every time. Lazy git. Well, in, in any event, Justin comes over coughing and sneezing. And then like the next day, that was a Tuesday, Wednesday night, my throat started getting tight. And I was like, I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm just thinking like, oh. Um, you know, this temperature change and whatever has been getting to me. Thursday, the 5th, I woke up, I had sweats, chills, fever, and then my symptoms just progressively got worse. I was extremely fatigued. Like, I couldn't walk very far without getting tired. I had a headache all the time. I had cold chills. I had this cough I could not get rid of. And it was like, every time I coughed, I got headaches. Um, I don't think I experienced yeah, really, the headaches were literally the worst part, but I don't think I ever experienced or noticeably experienced shortness of breath. Um, but I did lose, like, I remember one night I was brushing my teeth and I couldn't taste like the toothpaste. Um, mm. But that's really the only time I lost like a, a sense of taste. There were times where like Jay Gill, you said I was just off balance. I got up and I was lightheaded. Um, but the worst thing was legit for me, the headaches, like, I don't ever take pills or any medicine or anything, but there were nights when I was coughing up and like I was coughing at like one or two a.m. and and then I had to go to the store and get Advil. I got Advil PM and regular Advil, and I was just taking pills to try to get to sleep. Um, and that, dang, there was something else I was gonna say. And, and this literally you, you last your athleticism for two days, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't work out though, like because I got so tired walking that I was like, "There's no way I can work out, like no way." So, um, throughout that, 
Um, I just, the headaches were so bad. They got so bad at night. That was the weird thing. Like later on in the evening, they got terrible. Like you could wake up and be somewhat decent. And then later on in the night, like as the day progressed, it just got worse and worse. Um, so I ended up going in trying to get tested. Um, I didn't have a fever or anything when I went in. Um, I still had a cough and they were like, oh, like before I, here was my experience. So I called and scheduled my appointment. They're like, come in. Uh, we'll, we'll figure everything out when you get here. So the morning of, they called me and were like, hey, because of the symptoms you said you had, we're going to bring you through a side door. You're not going to go through the main lobby. And they were like, call us when you get here. So literally five minutes, five, six minutes later, when I got to the clinic, I called them. They're like, oh, we've changed things. You can come through the front door now. So they charged me my copay. I sit down with the doctor and he's like, oh, um, we're not going to test you because we're running out of tests. And we're saving them for like elderly like, people who are at at risk, right? So I was like, "Well, if you guys knew you weren't going to test me, then why'd you even make me pay to come in?" They were like, "Well, even if we test you and it's positive, we can't do anything for you. We're just going to send you home to go rest." Um, and my concern was because I was moving and being around people who were at high risk that I wanted to make sure that I didn't have it and pass it on to them. They're like, "Yo, you you can't get tested because we're running out of tests, essentially." and your symptoms aren't severe enough for us to test you. Um, so that lasted, literally, I think it was about a full month before I actually got rid of the cough itself, but the headaches probably for about three weeks that they were pretty bad. Um, so I blame Jay Gill for all of that. <laughs> Facts. What was your experience like, Dre? I mean, it was very similar to both of y'all's. Um, definitely, like you said, the worst part was at night. For me, it was coughing. Coughing was probably some of the worst, some of the worst coughing I've ever had in my life. Uh, it was to a point where it was waking me up out of dead sleeps. That's how bad it, I was coughing. I felt like I was always like gasping for air when I would wake up. Um, and that that thing just lingered, man. That I don't think I I didn't get rid of that till about what was that three four weeks ago. That's when it finally went away. Because uh, I like Jay Gill, I would occasionally have it when I'm coughing or uh, or laughing or something. It would come up. Or uh, just any anything else, it'll just like randomly come up, and I'll just have like a, a tiny coughing fit. Um, and it's for the listeners, so it's been a while since we were sick. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Because uh, we were actually we were sick pre quarantine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pre quarantine. So while y'all, we got a week on y'all being quarantined. <laughs> Literally, it was like the first week of March. Anyway, between like I know when the the, the chills hit me was the fifth of March. And then since then, I've pretty much been at home. I think I worked one day after that, but I've been at home ever since. Yeah, and I, I was at work when the chills hit me. Like, I was just literally slumped in the corner. I was like, I can't do nothing. I cannot function. I can't think. Like, I'm freezing. I'm, I just feel horrible. People think I'm, like, BSing. I'm like, no. So once I got done working, came home, that's when it really hit me. Like, I was just freezing at that point. I just could not warm up for anything. And, um, you know, I just took some meds. Went to sleep, but I kept waking up, and I figured I'd put some food in my stomach. Maybe that would help, but it was just an ongoing battle that first day. But from that point forward, probably, like I said, about a month ago, it, it was not a fun experience at all. It was not a fun experience at all. Either of y'all lose, like, 5 to 10 pounds? I lost 15 pounds, bro. I lost, like, 8. I put them back on, but I lost 8. Like, I didn't have an appetite. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. That was the other thing. Like, I, couldn't, I didn't have an appetite for anything. And like you said too, when you um, I, I, 
you know, I know people say water don't have a taste, but we know what water tastes like. Like, to me, water tastes super funny to me. I didn't want to drink it, whether it was bottled or anything. Like, I, it gets to a point where I had to force myself to drink water to stay hydrated because I didn't have a taste for it. It was making me feel sick from the taste I got from it. Food was, like, super selective. Um, but, yeah, I, I dropped 15 pounds during that time. Golly. How'd y'all get through it? Like, what was y'all – how'd y'all get through it? Negotiating with God. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle must have took my um, – Janelle got everything I needed if we had to go to the store. Although she wouldn't give me McDonald's. You know, I would kind of go in and out of having a uh, – what am I trying to say? Appetite. appetite. Um, I would go in and out of having an appetite. And uh, when I really wanted something, that's what, that's the only thing I wanted. Um, but she wouldn't do it. Made me some nasty chicken noodle soup. Uh that uh, seemed nastier than usual, but maybe that's the taste thing. Maybe things were tasting mm-hmm. weird. I really didn't realize it. Uh, but crackers, I could get crackers down as long as they were a little soggy. Uh, so I dip them in the soup. Um, but yeah, Janelle just, uh, yeah, she, she must have took my temperature 25 or 30 plus times uh, during those first four or five days. I broke my fever after the first four days. So, so yeah, that's how I got through it. You know, y'all need to get y'all a wife, man. Here we go with this. I really, mine was just, I slept on the couch a lot. I just laid on the couch. Um, I could drink stuff. I got, I got Pedialyte. I got Gatorades, um, ginger ale, like mm-hmm. you said, soup and crackers. Um, but I really just tried to sleep a ton. Because um, I knew my body was fighting it just based on, like, the chills and things. But I, like, put on hoodies, hats. I was under, like, two blankets. Um, the weird thing was, like, my nose was, like, you do that regularly. Here you go. My nose was like stuffy, so I couldn't even put my sleep pap, CPAP on at night to sleep. So it was like I had to sleep without that. Um, so, yeah, it was just a whole lot of sleep and trying to eat when I could. But now that y'all mention it, like I used to remember on the, the episode we recorded, you talked about I had the five boxes of Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. I ate those, but I don't remember tasting any of them. Like it was just <laughs> like I was just eating them to eat them. <laughs> like... Yeah, it was just eating them out of habit. Yeah, like watching TV and just eating to just mm-hmm. eat. Did um, the COVID nineteen affect your uh, your uh, Pashmere machine? Wow. Go ahead, Dre. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead, Dre. Uh, I mean, I, I was right there with you, Rob. I mean, me and you were in constant contact. Um, we were giving. We were trading daily notes. <laughs> we were filming, seeing where the symptom was. <laughs> Seeing who was going to flatten the curve first. <laughs> I feel like me and Ralph had a daily Yo. <laughs> chat going on that one. <laughs> Yo, oh, hurting. Um, but no, I was the same way. I was just trying to sweat it out. So, you know, doubled up on T-shirts, doubled up on hoodies. Um, I had the long johns underneath, um, blankets, just constantly sleeping, just constantly trying to sweat it out and sleep. And some long johns is sick, man. At, at, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like that's all you could literally do, though, is just sleep because you had no energy to do anything. It was a, it was such a task, like you said, how you felt off balance. Like just a simple thing of getting up to use the bathroom was like the biggest task because I felt like I didn't want to fall. Me being a bigger dude, I didn't want to fall, yo. Like it was just tough getting over there. Um, There's a lot of going to the bathroom in those days. Man, a lot. <laughs> 
and and then like you and I, as well as uh like ginger ale that was kind of my go-to water um a lot of orange juice i did i just increased a lot of vitamin c so i was taking emergency um on top of, like every day um just to try to get rid of that man yeah i took some theraflu i had theraflu like day and night and i tried to mix that stuff but i tried not to mix it with the advil because you know i don't like all them them drugs there was one point though i ain't gonna lie to you i almost tapped in like you know what just take me now the way them headaches was feeling it was a thursday night i remember it too the way the headaches was feeling i was like yo just take me now because this ain't no way i'm coming out of this <laughs> that, that them headaches was horrible i think i think my day was that that next friday that following friday <laughs> after yours <laughs> yo i was hurting man it was, yeah those those headaches were no joke um those that coughing fits are no joke just man, not, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, to, well, to wrap that part up, you know, COVID nineteen ain't no joke, or the flu, whatever the hell we had. That wasn't no flu. That was no. COVID nineteen. It had to be no, just as long as it lasted, bro. There's no way that was just a regular flu. We had that Wuhan. <laughs> we had that <laughs> Wuhan special. So, so we we had it. I, I believe firmly, I had it, and I feel bulletproof out here now. So, you know, you can't get me twice. Yeah, yeah, you ain't been talking like that. Yeah, but Janelle, but Janelle's getting tested because she called off sick. Uh, you know, I think it's just her. Why well, I ain't gonna get into that. Uh, now, th this thing has, um, or at least let the news tell it, has had a. Did y'all see it? No, what? Oh, never mind. I thought I saw a fly or something. But um, anyway, that's your household, brother. <laughs> I know, and I'm thinking, like, the basement? Where? Where'd you come from? Uh, but anyway, um, this has had an extreme effect on the black community, um, on, the, on communities of color. Mm -hmm. And um, the first thing I was thinking, you know, for people who really needed, you know, the ventilators and whatnot, I know it was worse weeks ago, uh, but, you know, I was thinking, are we, you know, are they, how are they treating our people in the hospital? Are we, are we getting uh, on these ventilators when we need them or are they saving them for other folks? Um, and a lot of, you know, it's been affecting us a lot more than everyone else. Just, you know, just cause that's how every, everything impacts our communities uneven compared to other communities. Did you guys um, see any of that, hear any of that, or at least fear uh, that, you know, maybe, maybe people like us or our peoples wouldn't necessarily be getting the best treatment? Um, I think that twofold. Yes, I did hear quite a bit about that, how it's affected us. And I heard some of it is underlying health conditions, right? So like we're, we're notoriously known for having high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, that thing as, as a community, right? Yeah, like you <laughs> said, diabetes. Um, so is that contributing to us um having worse symptoms if we contract this and then two <clears throat> a lot of people we and and this could take it down a whole different road i'm not going to take it there but um african americans don't own a lot of homes right so where we predominantly located in apartment complexes and cities in close proximity to a lot of other people so your risks of catching it are a little bit higher if you're around a ton of other people consistently right um so i've heard that We've, we've caught it more. I don't know reasonings behind it. And I, I don't know how they're being treated. I don't want to speculate that, you know, I don't want to say that hospitals are not giving us the proper treatment 
but clearly it's affecting us more than other races. Um, why? I, I don't know. Probably for a lot of the issues you just brought up. Probably, you know. But yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a worry of mine, but I haven't necessarily heard it from anyone I personally know. Have you guys personally know anyone who's dealt with this, uh, you know, other than the three of us? Nah, I don't know anybody who, um, like, I guess, like, yeah, personally I've dealt with it. I know it's always that, oh, I know somebody who did it or someone in my family maybe, you know, gone through it, but not someone I know. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I know a, a young lady in, in California uh, who lives out in California. Um, she, she actually caught in. She said she was doing everything right um, as far as, you know, going out with her mask on, going out with gloves. But you just never know how we don't know enough about this virus to know it's it's spread and um I guess it's life. Um yeah. what is the what is the I'm the how long it can live on different surfaces, right? So mm-hmm. if somebody who has it goes into a grocery store, doesn't have gloves on, touches something, touches a fruit or a different item, puts it back because they don't want it, you grab it. Now you take it home, right? Uh, maybe you had gloves on when you initially grabbed it. Now it's home. You haven't wiped it down or something. You put your hands on it. You contract it that way. So I, I do know somebody who has it, who's contracted, I should say. But from when I've been chatting with her, she says she's healing up now and it's serious. So stay home, um, protect yourself, try to protect the people you love, people you're in contact with. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've heard as far as knowing somebody, I should say. Unless you're Jay Gill and you want to be the outbreak monkey for all this. Thanks, racist. I'll be that. <laughs> well, well, speaking on how, how serious it is, um, especially for our community, how do you guys feel? Because this affects us in coming back to work and things like that. How do, you, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the freedom over life people? Like, I mean, they literally would rather die than not have their freedoms, you know? Um, and that sounds all good, but we do have a pandemic going on. and um, there are, and it's another thing I want to talk about, white protesters with their guns. Black. God damn it, Dre. My bad, John. I thought it sounds so. Tell <laughs> Sheila. No, I'm just <laughs> No, but how do, how do y'all feel about that? Um, putting a certain group of Americans' freedoms over everyone's life. How do you feel about that anger that... Uh, that you see on the news. Wait, are you talking the initial initial question is just about people wanting to go back to work? Or are you talking about people protesting? Like, how do we feel about going back to work as opposed to health? Or so let me say it again. So there's a crowd that believes in freedom over life, right? They don't care about the pandemic. They feel like uh, wherever they've gotten their facts that we're all going to get it anyway. We need to get herd immunity. Blah 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 blah. Doobity uh, doo. Um, and they want everything to open up. Um, and, and they've been protesting. So how, how do y'all feel about that anger? They're angry. Dre, you want to go first? Uh, you go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, fixing my window real quick, sorry. <laughs> um, so so a, a number of different things in, in that regard, right? So to me, it's like you're putting money over life, right? So mm-hmm. in a sense, you're saying, hey, we want to go back to work. We're killing the economy. We're not able to work. We're not able to produce money. We're not able to have discretionary income. <clears throat> and then on the other hand, you're talking about potentially affecting millions of people with a deadly virus, right? So I think in a sense, what that comes down to is what do we value as a country or even as a world, right? Because 
we're talking about purely money. And I think the big thing is if we're not, the economy's not roaring, we're not producing, we can't pay off debts, we can't stimulate the economy, no taxes into the, the system, whatever, whatever. But as a world, we could, how do I want to say this? Debt is, money is kind of like a fictional thing, right? So if we really wanted to wipe debts, we could just call, wipe the slates clean and say, hey, we don't owe you any money, you don't owe us any money, we'll call this even, and let's continue producing when the world gets back to thriving again. So I think from my perspective, I don't value that, right? I value life over the money. Like I feel like humanity, the strength of humanity should be more important than just going back to work for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I disagree with them. I get where people are coming from, right? Because now you're getting thousands of people or millions of people who are losing their jobs. There's no way for them to, to um, you know, pay their bills, provide for their family, have any sort of livelihood. So I get where they're coming from, but I do think the government could take steps to take care of these people. Look how quickly we got this stimulus bill going, right? Look how quickly we got money out to citizens. So there's ways we can do this. Um, mm-hmm. I think, well, we live in a capitalist society, so I don't, people are going to put the money, the pursuit of money and money over what I feel the humanitarian perspective of it should be. Yeah, I was going to play devil's advocate. You kind of answered it, though. I was going to say, you know, what about those people who, you know, the government is shutting you down, saying, hey, um, A-Rob, you got to shut down your, uh, what would you own? Barbecue joint. Uh, <laughs> You know, and um, Bro's barbecue. And, and, and all they're giving you is a little funky twelve hundred dollars. You might start to feel like, well, what about my employees? What about me? What about my business? Um, you, me, 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 me. And I, I mean, obviously, it's a me attitude, right? That has these people out there. Um, I, I guess you kind of answered it. You know, the government needs to step up. Um, and I would also say, you know, you know. Sounds silly, but you got to learn how to save money, you know, um, for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't just put everyone out, yeah. out at risk just because, you know, maybe it's better for you. It's um, at least that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, learn how to save. The government needs to step up big time. Yes. If you're going to close people down and you're going to shut the business down, you need to take care of the people in some way, somehow. And, and you're right. They could cancel the debt. They could protect the renters. They could protect the homeowners. Um, and, uh, and I don't believe that's being done, at least not to this point. Not, not that I've heard of. They've taken small steps from what I've heard to try to protect these different industries. But mm-hmm. like I said, from a humanitarian perspective, mm-hmm. there's more we could do for people. Mm-hmm. Um, because even the people that are on unemployment, right? I'm hearing people are having trouble filing. Um, I'm hearing people are, are waiting months to receive any kind of any kind of benefits from it. So I, I do think there's more that we could do. But I, go ahead, Dre. What, what is your perspective on it? Uh, I mean, I agree with a lot of you guys' points there. Um, one thing that kind of sticks out to me, I, I don't like that these um, protests seem to be coming off a little more political, if anything. Where the you just flags. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's a political it seems like it's a political rally with a like a splash of all oh, this protest this uh stay at home order as well you believe them they need more people i'm sorry you you don't believe them they need more people 
<laughs> he said, do you don't believe him? Do they need more people protesting? To do no, 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 no. I mean, I, that's the thing. I mean, that's, I, mean it's, I just don't like the fact that it came to the point where now we have people protesting during this pan pandemic where now we're right. seeing these increased number of cases on top of deaths going on. So, and we already saw the foreshadowing of a potential second wave. And I hate to say, but with these protests, it looks like we may be getting hit with the second wave of this. Because at this point, how Minnesota, we were uh, leading the nation, how well we were doing social distancing. We went from a grade A all the way to a D of how bad now we're doing social distancing now. And we're, and we're seeing it ourselves too. Like, like I told you the other day, Rob, like when the weather was nice out, the, the lake was thick. People were out there like it was a normal Saturday. And, and as much as people think they were social distancing, Cass was like shoulder to shoulder out there pretty much. So, I mean. I seen it. I drove past. My window's up, but I seen it. So I want to ask Dre, um, because I have been going to work, um, uh, but you are not, if I understand. You haven't gone back right. yet. Uh, I, think, right. I think, and I got to follow up for Rob, uh, but what goes into your thought process? What has to happen for you to feel good enough, safe enough to go back to work? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, like, for example, the month of May, I did uh, turn down the opportunity to go back to work. Um, so right now I'm currently working um, without pay. I'm, I mean, I'm not working. I'm at home without pay right now. Uh, my, my influences for all my decisions have been being safe. Uh, I live with someone who is high risk. So, and me, myself, um, I, you know, with my health issues I've had in the past, I don't know where I lie in that. So I just feel it's a conscious decision for me not to be put in a, um, at my job where I just feel it's not going to be, they're not really, I, how can I put this? They're providing enough, um, what would you say, protocols to help protect us as far as hand sanitizers, masks, and gloves. But I feel like there could be more done to help prevent the spread of this. Um, one thing I was kind of not happy that they weren't going to provide us, being that's a face-to-face kind of situation I work with, is those shields. I feel like that would be ideal. They're just like, oh, no, just stand on this end of the table and they'll stand over there. At some point, I'm getting their phone. I'm getting them a product. I have to walk over to them and give them to this. It's not like I can just slide it to them like, all right, you good. I mean, I could. <laughs> You gotta touch their stuff too. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm t and you gotta think I'm touching the dirtiest thing all of us own, the phone. That thing's filthy. Not everybody cleans their phones, yo, for real. Like, it's yeah. just I don't know. I I just didn't find it. My health is worth it, and I I didn't kind of like, and I don't like a lot. Of, you know, I want to get on my soapbox, but just kind of how a lot of these corporations, um, I feel like they're kind of just for, you know hustling. Like, look, either you're getting paid or you're not to come back to work. Um, I just felt like it could be dealt with a little better. Uh, I don't feel like we're getting, I don't like the fact that we're getting pressure to either work or put our health, you know, be aware of our health concerns or we got to come go to work. Like Rob said, they could be done a lot more done on the humanitarian side to help take care of people. So. And Rob, for you, how has it been working from home? You remote, like what have you, you know, What's that, um, I don't want to say process, but what's that experience been for you working remotely? Um, it's been pretty pretty seamless for me from a perspective of prior to this, I had the ability to work from home. 
So there were days when I, I would work from home. Um, <clears throat> I think the hardest thing about working from home, especially for me and, and my job, is missing those social interactions, the interacting with people. Um, now, you can do it in a certain extent through um, Microsoft Teams meetings, Zoom meetings, um, Skype meetings as well. But, but missing that face-to-face -face interaction is, is probably the biggest thing. And then, I guess, two is like cutting off work right so when you when you when you're at work it's like okay i'm gonna get in at eight o'clock or eight fifteen, whatever i have x amount of meetings today and then i'm gonna go and i'm gonna leave and go for home right or i'm gonna go home but now it's like my commute is one minute from the basement to the dining room table and i can sit there and work and it's so hard to disconnect right so it's like i can keep working i can run and do something come right back to my work do this, come back to my work. So I feel like I'm always plugged in, in the, to an uh, extent, like people email. And there's also people that have kids, right? So they've got to try to work different schedules because kids are at home. So maybe they're e-teaching e, e their kids or whatnot. So during the day when you could have meetings, they can't meet because they're watching their kids. So maybe you're having evening meetings instead or trying to connect with them on the evenings. Um, so I, for me, it's been pretty seamless. There are some slight things that you have to adjust to, but um, for the most part, it's been a pretty seamless transition for me. Yeah, plus you don't do shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how, how's rent and mortgage for y'all? And, and how do you feel about what's been done to maybe protect folks who might be struggling? And I just don't feel like there has been much. I mean, there's unemployment. So maybe I'll just start this off. Um, you know, if you're able, if you lost your job and you're able to get unemployment, there was the $600 bonus that, uh, as of now, I believe in sometime July, I think July 31st, I might be wrong. Uh, and some people are actually getting paid more than they were at work. And, and that's pissing some people off. I'm not one of them. Uh, uh, you know, get a little, get your money. Uh, I feel like um, me and my wife, um, you know, if that test comes back that she's positive on Sunday, you know, for y'all that don't know, my wife just got tested because she called in sick. I think I already said that. She comes back positive. She's going to have to use her paid time off. I don't have very much. If they force me to stay home, and I imagine they would if I care about other people, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to get tested, too, uh, if she comes back positive. I, well, here's... I, I, I'm not getting paid well, for the whole time. The thing too is is that's the contact tracing, right? So somebody tests positive, who have they been in close proximity with? Who have they connected with? Now, do those people have to self quarantine as well? Because from everything we know, this this virus takes it has an incubation period of two weeks before you actually show symptoms. So you may not feel sick if she tests positive. Have you had it? Do you have it? Are you passing it before the symptoms come back to you? Yeah. So, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but but how do, how do y'all feel? Like I feel like the government needs to step in, uh, give me some more money, uh, more stimulus weekly. I prefer daily. Uh, <laughs> I prefer daily stimulus. Hold on, are, are you asking for a stimulus check or a sugar daddy? What the hell are you asking for? <laughs> stimulus. I think I prefer. <laughs> yeah, you were thinking about it. <laughs> um, just something that protects us. Um, I feel like. Why should I lose my whole savings during this? I'm not saying I'm going to, but if I, if I miss 14, 15 days, 
I can only get paid for a few of those. Like I'm, you know, I'm screwed. Um, now I'm dipping into my savings uh, because, you know, mortgage still want their money. So why can't they just put, uh, you know, like, let's just throw a number, like 18 months of my mortgage on the end of my loan and let me, you know, cake up during that 18 months. Or in some situation, like if I lose my job at the end of this, because I think people probably know when it, even when this is over, you know, some big corporations like the one uh, we work for, some, you know, well, except you uh, work for a big corp, but me and me and Dre do. And, and me and Dre know that when it's time to, you know, cut, they cut. They yeah. cut uh, cold. So I just feel like, you know, give us some more st stimulus. Um, if you're not going to do that, move these rent. Uh, I don't know what they can do with rent, but um, move the uh, the people who are renting to you, move their mortgage around so they don't have to charge you rent. Mm -hmm. or, or find a way to reduce rent. You know, you got to protect both, though. You can't just protect people renting. You know, the people that own them need whatever protection, too. I'm fine with that. And, uh, you know, so a brother can survive. And, and what about just stressing? You know how much I stress just what if this happens? What if that happens? Is this, this test come back? You know, I feel like I might be in some trouble. And it's like, you know, people are dropping dead, you know, from stress. That, you know what that brings up that's an interesting point right so do you get to the point where test comes back positive right do you even tell your employer does that put you in a predicament that like that's like yo do i even tell them that or do i just keep working until i get symptoms like so you know there's people that probably say i'm not even gonna tell them until i get i feel sick i gotta keep working to make this money because if i don't it's gonna put me in a situation where i, I can't pay my bills but if that's yeah. the case, then what's the point of us quarantining if we're not going to tell? I know, I know, I know. That, that irresponsible. What if somebody does lose their life? Like, like I, you know, you know I feel kind of bad, you know? So, so I, I don't know. I think I'll be screwed. Um, and, um, and yeah, I have a little bit of money saved, but I'm planning to <laughs> throw it away, you know? Like, protect me, government. Help me. Trump. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Trump 2020, you know, <laughs> give me some money, I'll, I'll vote for you. I mean, has it, haven't they, I don't know if it's like true or not, but haven't they been talking about a potential second check being sent out? The Republicans ain't on it. They ain't on it. I think, I think they would need to. I think what's going to keep them from doing it is the easing up of restrictions because they're going to say, hey, these people are starting to be able to go back to work. Why do you need more funds if people are returning to work? Um, 1200 quite frankly wasn't shit um 1200 may have worked cool for somebody in our city but i'm thankful bro. i'm thankful. No, i'm not saying that i'm not but i'm saying like tw think about somebody in seattle that gets 1200 right their rent is 3000 what is that 1200 doing now they chose a water drop in a bucket or whatever right. they could have lived in atlanta <laughs> i'm just saying like I, <laughs> Across the board, does that help? Even if you live here in Minneapolis, right? Most rents are more than twelve hundred. So you pay rent. Are you able to pay your utilities? Are you able to get groceries? Like, are people having to choose? Um, but what was your original question? Was it about mortgages, or what was it about? Yeah, like what, what what protections do you think? Like, do you have any ideas for how they protect us in these times when it comes to rent? Rent is tougher, um, but I think you just tie it in with the same with the mortgage. You know, someone's paying a mortgage for the renter, you know, for that building or whatever. 
yeah, um, suspend them. I think that's the easy decision, right? Suspend them, whether that's rent, whether that's that's mortgages. Now, you do need help from the government to protect these people, like so land land uh, land landlords, uh, people that own rental properties. Now that gets to be a different subject, but um, rental complexes. There's ways that I believe the Federal Reserve can help these people the same way they helped us with the stimulus package as individual consumers. They also gave money to larger institutions, right? So there is, to keep it simple, suspend the payments, right? Until mm -hmm. the economy gets back going, suspend those payments. So suspend rent for people for six to 12 months, suspend mortgages for six to 12 months, put them on the back end. Uh, for rent, that's hard, right? For mortgages, you can put it on the back end, but for rent, how do you recoup that that 12 year? But that's where the Federal Reserve comes in and says, hey, we got this pot of money that tax holders have been paying into. We're gonna give them back to you to hold you guys over so you're not kicking people out, you're not losing your complexes. Um, I do think there's more that can be done. Um, and I think that's, that's the easy answer is to suspend them. Um, how you look at it on the books, that's a different, whole different story. But I do think there's more that can be done. I do think a st second stimulus package needs to come out um, that supports the consumers. Like you said, at the end of this, I have a strong suspicion that there's going to be more and more layoffs because companies are going to be trying to recoup the revenue that they lost during this time period. And what's the easy way to do that? Cut costs. Chop your black ass. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, I mean, that's, that's the easy way to cut costs, right? So you, you, you reduce salaries or cut salaries. No, we're, we're trying to recover. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think this is, the effects of this will be a year or longer. Um, not just going to be when the restrictions ease up. And even when they ease up, there's still going to be the social distancing requirements, which I think personally are going to last through at least the end of the year. But what you think, Drake? I'm sorry, that was a really good question. The question. <laughs> well, let me let's well let's say this, Dre. Um, we'll start with you. What do you think about universal income? Cause y'all laughed at me when I supported Andrew Yang, and I said universal income. Mm -hmm. He's a socialist. And now, and now, now you're at home, not getting paid. Now how you feel? Now how you like Who that? Is, turn your phone off. My phone is off. Who just rang? Not me. My phone ain't on. That's Dre. I can see it. I can see his eyes. Bro, my joint is on. <laughs> my shit's on silent. All right. Um, by universal income. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's and, for a the, and for the record, for the record, I'm not just not just sitting here not getting paid. Just saying that. You ain't getting paid. Okay. <laughs> I know, bro. When I see it, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all look broke. Ugh. You're right. <laughs> I wish I could just pan the camera to A-Rod. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> in the quarantine, this is unprecedented. So it is what it is. Go ahead. Thank you. That was not your excuse when you're at work looking like this before quarantine. By <laughs> 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 uh, universal healthcare, I mean, uh, not healthcare, but uh, income. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. It's just like, you know what I mean, politics. It's just like, I'm kind of like that with it. 
I just don't know how that would help right now. I mean, you know, I know you, Rob. I mean, like I'm saying, I know you, Rob. You're pretty good with finance and stuff. You know, I always come to you with finance questions. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think about this, though? I like to defer this to you. If anything. <laughs> I, I already said that. I think a second stimulus package is necessary. But as far as UBI or universal basic income, I think it guarantees a certain level. I don't want to say it's a certain level. Certain lifestyle, right? Um, to say, hey, you know, you're getting X amount guaranteed that it'll at least cover your necessities. That'll cover your rent. That'll cover your groceries. That'll cover your utilities. So what that amount is that covers it for everybody, I don't know. Um, but I do think it could be a good thing. Um, I think we're seeing it now, right? So that, that was the $1,200 stimulus package that people got if you didn't earn over a certain amount. But to have that consistently on a month-to-month -month basis, that alleviates some of your worries about having to pay certain bills. So I think it's a beneficial thing. I never said I thought it was a bad thing. Um, I did laugh at Jay Gill because he was always talking about, it's my money. <laughs> but, um, he was, I, he still is. <laughs> I, I the only got 1200 See, that was a choice. <laughs> that was a choice for you to only get 1200 I told y'all to get married and get a second income coming into the house. I've been said it. In any event, I do think it can be beneficial. Um, I think it alleviates people having to worry about basic necessities. And I think that's the biggest benefit of it is, is saying, hey, you know, you don't have to worry about somewhere to live. You don't have to worry about um, food, just human necessities. You don't have to worry about that. I guess I guess that's the only thing for me because I'm overthinking like you're right because not everybody lives the same lifestyle to where maybe it would be beneficial for all you know what I mean just like is there a certain number already put in place or if they were going to do something like that I don't know I just feel like I don't have enough information on it to like kind of speak on it basically you're saying you can get a, a predetermined amount every month regardless of if you are working if you're not working you get money every month period that's UBI. I guess the fear is it would devalue the money a little bit, right? Or I prices might raise. Um, you know. Um, but there are into that. But I, I do think it would be beneficial to get it. You know, at least me. You know, get some money every month. See, see. <laughs> but there are countries that do it right now. Now they have less people than we do, and we also live in a. a we have less black people too. <laughs> Touche. Touche. For the record, I just love how Jay Gill uses marriage as like an investment. <laughs> I think it is. Any event, what else you had? Gotta get that second income coming in. Uh, there's nothing else. You know, we kind of skipped over essential workers. Everybody should applaud essential workers, uh, especially the ones working in the hospital, um, especially ones that work in a grocery store that through no, no matter what they do, people are coming up asking them questions. Maybe they're not wearing masks. You know, there's a whole group of people who, who aren't still aren't taking this thing serious, um, and um, are like angry with it. You know, people are getting shot, killed over not wearing a mask. Uh, so, where? Yeah, that's the yeah. Where? So, the other day, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> in, in Flint, Michigan, uh, uh. A security guard didn't want to let oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in um, or let her daughter in and, and stop them from getting served or uh, in in the dollar store because the daughter I believe didn't have a mask 
And so the lady went home, called her husband. Her husband and her son uh, showed up. Uh, the son, 23-year-old, walked up behind the security guard, blew his brains out, and now they're on the run. I hear all that. All black people involved. I, I was really sad to, I mean, it's loss of life is loss of life, but boy, I don't like to see that because of all the stereotypes out here and all that other, you know, and the, and the brother was a married man with, uh, I think, either seven or nine kids, one of the two. So just just imagine getting your brains blown out because you tried to do your job. That's ridiculous. That's Crazy. flat out ridiculous. I think people, people are people are like really uh, upset, you know, over this mask and COVID nineteen stuff. So yeah, well, a little bit of a different spin on on things. What is something that you guys have learned or taken from this quarantine since we've been kind of locked down? What was something that you You've um, either a skill or a hobby that you started or something you've developed. What, what is something that you guys have taken positive out of the quarantine? Get you a wife, man. Oh, my Get God. Get you a wife. Somebody got to take care of you. Bro, you make it seem like I could run to Target and go grab one real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do, mail order, I don't care. Get you a second income. And for the bad times, get you somebody who could think I was dying. She pretty much saved my life. I, I just want to say at one, this, at one point, did this man say he loved this woman at all? All I've heard is second incomes and someone who brought him some nasty-ass chicken noodle soup, apparently. Listen, I love a second income. I love Wow. <laughs> and yes, I love my wife, too. Y'all answer the question, please. That shit. <laughs> I don't think I asked the question. Could y'all answer it? I said. Did you ask one? Oh, what did we learn? Oh, I just told you. Go ahead, Dre. What'd you learn? Uh, so I've been learning coding uh, from free online classes. <laughs> I've learned how to I'm start. I'm actually in the process of learning how to start my own uh, t-shirt business. Um, I've also been learning different graphic designs for free online. I've also, um, one big thing is uh, finances. I've been doing way better, smart. <laughs> I've been doing smarter financial decisions for myself as far as saving money and, um, you know, where I'm spending money at. Um, definitely, thanks to Rob telling me, you know, learn how to save. Might be opportunities after out here after this. So definitely listen to that. Um, yeah, that's probably about it, man. Just been, just, I don't know, just been learning about different things. Currently reading up on feng shui right now. Oh, he's trying to get his room nice. Mm. Get vibes right in his crib. <laughs> the vibes right. You know what I mean? Y'all get some quarantine coochie? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just saying. I have not. Everybody I have know. nothing. Just because, like, I feel like, <laughs> never mind. You I'm a virgin <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. I'm about to say, like, you don't have an option, bro. I don't. I mean, even so. So let me ask you this. Have you been doing uh, video Bible studies then? <laughs> no. FaceTime. No, they, have, they have been doing their church on YouTube. We've been getting the little links and stuff. Y'all been dancing work? around the living room and stuff? I, told, I was on there. I don't know what happened. Y'all couldn't see me. I was trying to chat with y'all. I said amen. Do you be doing like the Holy Spirit, like passing out and 
convulsing on the, on the floor in the living room. They, they turn their screen and then they run around the living room. <laughs> you can see them. <laughs> on the funky chicken. <laughs> yeah, surround sound for church service. Uh, I think I'll do Rob. You know, my first week of quarantine, I spent so much time on social media. I was like, man, I'm gonna waste this entire quarantine just BSing on social media. Um, but I started cooking a lot more. That was the one thing I said that I did start doing more. Um, trying different dishes, trying cooking different um cooking different things different ways. So like salmon, I always used to throw in the, the oven. I tried to pan sear at this time. It turned out decent. Turn your heat down, people. Don't have it up too high because it's gonna cook. <laughs> it ain't gonna cook thoroughly. Um <laughs> cooking slow. You got like talking about things overcooking, but this brother undercooked me the most maybe the most undercooked pancake <laughs> in life. That's what I said. If, if you don't turn the heat down, it's gonna cook and ain't gonna cook thoroughly. Like cook all the way through. Now, why y'all hating? Um that's pretty much all I've done. I've read a lot more. And and that's about it. FaceTime. That's been, that was my savior early on too. Facetiming people, trying to chat with people, check up on people. Um, no, you kind of toned down. That down. Now the hair came out more. <laughs> I was down 03 in responses for a while, and I came back three one. Felt like the Cavs. <laughs> Y'all heavy on the dating sites? <laughs> nope. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you gave up all the day naps. Yeah, ain't no. What's he gonna do? Yeah, that bruh, like literally, like all you could do is a FaceTime dance, uh, FaceTime date. But honestly, you know why I gave up on them? I'll tell you here, Rosh, because no one's interested. They're just bored. Um, oh, I have picked. Man, my slide game in DMs has increased significantly in the quarantine, <laughs> and they be so bored they respond. <laughs> exactly. If they respond to this Kunta Kente looking dude right here, you know. <laughs> nah, man. Bro, turn off your phones. I just, <laughs> That's not mine. Drake, that, that, that one was me. That one was me. Jesus. Dog. <laughs> oh, I'm killing it. Well, we just wanted to say thank you to the people that do watch us. Well, listen to uh, us, bro. For, for, uh, well, who are going to be watching us and who listen to us. You know, we've been gone for a while. Uh, we, we, you know, we back. We back. And <laughs> we back. We want to make sure <laughs> when the second wave of this stuff hits, inevitably, because of all these stupid ass people out here, you know, we'll be able to still get this, you know, our pod recorded and still get it out for y'all. So we sorry we've been out, but we actually were sick. I think we had the COVID. I think we had the Wuhan, the Wuhan special. That Rona. We had that Roni. <laughs> that that Rona. Rona? Y'all had the Roro? <laughs> yeah, we had the, we had Ro, we had Ro. But in all, ser- in all seriousness though, you know, everyone who is affected by this or who has got this, you know, prayers out to you and your family. Um, definitely everyone who's out here, essential workers, Including Jay Gill, I guess. Um, Don't go to the light. Be safe. You know, just um, we got to get through this, y'all. We got to do what we got to do to get through this. And, man, listen, I know the weather's nice outside. You can enjoy it outside. But please keep y'all distance so we can get past this 
because I knew as soon as the weather got a little bit nicer, people was going to be out and about. I seen it. As soon as it hit 50, dude rolled past me with his windows down, music blast, and I said, you wait till it hits 70. It's over. Show I did roll. I did roll up on your crib though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sent me a picture. Huh? Coughed on his window. No, nah, he sent me a picture <laughs> of the back of the car. Like uh, he said something. I was in a work meeting. I didn't see it till later on. I was like, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just sent uh, I sent him a picture of his uh, license plates. I was like, caught you slacking out here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then, I, then I think I texted him back like wrong whip. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I everybody stay safe. Like Dre says, stay safe, man. We're gonna be in this for a while um, till we get a vaccine at least. But know that we will come out of it at some point. We will come out of it. So hopefully, we'll come out of it um, healthy. So you know, bide your time now. Try to pick up a hobby. Try to come out of the quarantine better than you went into it, um, whether that's physical, mentally, whatever, new hobbies, whatever. Um, just try to find something to, to keep you um, stimulated during this time. Get you a second income. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's try not to go back to normal, but move forward into something more progressive for us, too. Yeah. What he said. Well, with that being said, this has been another episode. Oh, wait, this is a first episode. First, the video recorded three in the possible.